It's 8 o'clock on today. Coming up, paying respects. Overnight, thousands streaming in to honor Queen Elizabeth. Crowds lining the streets just to get a glimpse. King Charles and Her Majesty's other children standing guard at the four corners of their mother's casket. As the UK and the world prepare for another day of tributes, we're live with the latest. Then one-on-one, -on -one, Chanel sits down with Dr. Jill Biden, the first lady sharing her own memorable encounter with the queen. I think she just wanted to talk about her husband. And revealing her hopes for the future of education. What we need to do is encourage younger people to, to come into the profession. Plus, what she thinks of hitting the campaign trail in 2024. And TV's biggest night, from the big winners to the fashion. We're breaking down the show-stopping looks from last night's Emmys. So who wore it best? Today, Tuesday, September 13th, 2022. On our bucket list trip. From Frederick, Maryland. Retired teacher, 34 years. Visiting the Today Show. From Brandywine, Maryland. Sending love to my fellow educators at Mount Markham School District in West Winfield, New York. Visiting from Detroit, Michigan, Coco, Florida, and Locust Grove, Georgia. Celebrate my 71st birthday. On the Plaza. Celebrating 20 years of friendship from Alameda, California. Celebrating 24 years of marriage with my best friend from West Des Moines, Iowa. Oh, welcome back. So happy that you're with us. It was a little rainy this Tuesday morning. We have some nice folks outside, and we're going to join them yeah. in just a little bit. We do have a lot to get to in this half hour. We're going to start with your news at 8 o'clock. King Charles flew to Northern Ireland this morning after joining the people of Scotland in mourning his mother, Queen Elizabeth. Today, senior international correspondent Keir Simmons is at Buckingham Palace with a look at the solemn tributes. Hi, Keir. Good morning. Hey, Hoda. Good morning again. And since we last spoke, we do have pictures now of King Charles arriving in Northern Ireland to cheering crowds, going to meet excited children. Some folks shouting, God save the king. Folks will know, who know the history of Ireland, that there is a bloody history between the monarchy and Ireland. So not everybody there will welcome his visit as much as these pictures suggest. But it does follow those stunning scenes today in Scotland. Through the night, they waited in line, a stream of people stretching along the Royal Mile, slowly and in dignified silence, filing past their Queen of Scots. The Queen's coffin draped in Scotland's standard, the Scottish crown placed upon it. It's very calm, it's very moving. Well, when you see a coffin in there, it's, it comes home. Scenes that will be repeated for four days later this week when Queen Elizabeth is brought to London. This morning, King Charles, accompanied by Camilla, the Queen Consort, leaving Scotland on the way to Northern Ireland, where its political leaders, some long opposed to British rule, will pause to pay tribute to the late monarch and meet the new one. In the streets of Belfast, crowds of well-wishers greeting their new king. Earlier, back in Edinburgh, the king, side by side with his sister and brothers, walking slowly behind their mother's cortege. Queen Elizabeth loved this country, the silence speaking volumes about their respect for her. I can't find my words. It's, it's, I'm so sorry. The Queen helped plan every detail of the Scottish service and the many days of remembrance ahead. Scotland's chance to grieve saw poignant moments 
like this. The Queen's children, mounting a vigil, standing at the four corners of her casket, heads bowed. Her daughter, Princess Anne, making history as the first woman to take part in the sombre royal tradition, as the mourners kept coming, each taking a few moments to say goodbye to the Queen, before she leaves Scotland for the last time. And Hoda, later today, King Charles will be back here at Buckingham Palace to meet the Queen as her casket arrives here for more days of mourning. Hoda? Another poignant moment there ahead. Keir Simmons for us there. Keir, thank you. Well, among the world leaders who will travel to London to pay their final respects to the Queen next week, President Joe Biden, along with the First Lady, Dr. Jill Biden, and Chanel caught up with Dr. Biden for an exclusive conversation yesterday as she kicked off the Road to Success back-to-school bus tour in Knoxville, Tennessee. Chanel, I mean, what a great opportunity to get to see mm -hmm. Dr. Biden, but also she, she got to reminisce with you about the Queen. She did, and she had a lot to say. Good morning. Dr. Biden is focused on celebrating teachers as everyone heads back to school. But in light of the Queen's passing, we started our conversation talking about the First Lady's personal memories of Queen Elizabeth. Then you and the President had tea um, with her just mm -hmm. last year. What will you remember about the Queen? You know, well, first I want to say that our hearts are with the Queen's family. What I loved about her was that she was really independent. We went up to her living room and they said to us, like, don't talk about families. So we went up and so the first thing she starts with is, is family. So Prince Philip had just died recently and I think, you know, she knows Joe. I mean, I think she just wanted to talk about her husband. She poured tea and Joe and I said, oh, let you know, let us help you know, you know, you sit there and I'll get the tea. And then she had such curiosity. Mm. You know, she wanted to know all about American politics, what was happening. So she put us at ease. Before traveling overseas to honor the life of Queen Elizabeth later this week, Dr. Jill Biden was in a place she knows well on Monday, the classroom. The first lady, a teacher herself, visiting an elementary school in Knoxville, Tennessee. Well, I just want to say thank you to the three of you for, for becoming teachers. Dr. Biden showing support for her fellow teachers with Education Secretary Miguel Cardona. One, two, and three. While also working to welcome those who aspire to be educators. You're one of so many teachers returning to the classroom. Meanwhile, there are schools all across the country facing these shortages. Um, it's such a challenge. What concerns you the most when we talk about staffing for schools? And this has been happening uh, for a couple years now. We've seen it coming. The teacher workforce was skewed a little bit older, you know, for mm -hmm. several years now. But what we need to do is encourage younger people to, to come into the profession and and also teachers of color. Parents and politicians are now weighing in on what books should be in our school libraries and what their kids are being taught. Where is the line, in your opinion, with how much of a say parents should have when it comes to what their kids are learning in school? Well, I think with the pandemic, parents saw how hard teachers work and how difficult this job really is. And I think if they work together in their school districts and decide what they want with their curriculum. Is there a balance between, you know, this book should be in the library, this book All is under review. All books should be in the library. All books. This is America. We don't ban books. Dr. Biden has been first lady now for nearly two years, with the president saying he will run again in 2024. Have you talked about it with him? 
uh, not yet. We've been a little bit too busy. <laughs> not yet, but uh, I'm sure it'll be a discussion. Do you feel ready, you and President Biden, to, to hit a second presidential campaign? It has to be taxing. Well, you know, it is taxing, but, you know, look at the look at all Joe has done. He has kept true to what he said he would do. And uh, so I think he just needs to keep going. We're going to hear much more from Dr. Biden coming up in our third hour, including the learning loss so many kids around the country have experienced because of the pandemic. We talk about COVID, what she did yeah. to pass the time. Mm -hmm. Again, much more on education. We had a really full, a full conversation. It was mm -hmm. interesting to hear Dr. Biden say, no books mm -hmm. should be banned. No yeah. books All should books be banned. Should be in the library. And you know, it, and again, the backdrop was this school in Knoxville, Tennessee, yeah. when she walked in, you know, bright-eyed faces, yeah. second, third-year teachers. And I noticed you have all of these teachers who are so enthusiastic, second-year teachers. And then something happens, yeah. you know, a few years in, where yeah. they want to quit. So yeah. we'll talk about that as well. Good. Thank you. That was nice great. Conversation. That was great. Important mm -hmm. conversation, Chanel. Mm -hmm. Still ahead, guys, your Emmy Awards Fashion Roundup, a night of stars and standout looks from head to toe. Zanna Roberts-Rossi, hot from the red eye from L.A. She's yeah. up early, bright and bushy-tailed and going to walk us through all of It's that. always amazing that she makes it here on time. Yeah. Uh, first, though, Molly Hunter is looking ahead to the next generation of royals that are now in the spotlight. Hey, Molly. Hey guys, good morning. That's right. We are taking a look at the queen as a beloved mother, grandmother, and great-grandmother. All of that coming up right after the break. When you're hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging to connect with candidates faster. Plus, 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than three and a half million businesses worldwide that use Indeed. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash today. Just go to Indeed.com slash today right now and support this show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash today. Conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We are back as mourners continue to pay their respects to the Queen there, lying in state this morning, St. Giles Cathedral in Scotland. Beautiful shot. Of course, her Queen's passing has shifted the royal line of succession and pushed more members of the family into that spotlight. Yeah, NBC's Molly Hunter's in London with more on that part of the story. Hey, Molly, good morning. Hey guys, good morning again. That's right, everyone from the littlest royal has now moved up one spot in the royal line of succession. That means we're going to see a lot more of the millennial royals. Excuse me, we walk you through all of it. Take a look. To the world, Queen Elizabeth was Britain's longest reigning monarch, but within her own family, she was the ultimate matriarch. Her children, grandchildren, even great-grandchildren too, all united in grief for their queen. Over the weekend, Kate, Princess of Wales, saying her four-year-old son Louis told her, don't worry, mummy, the queen is now with great-grandpa. The new royal line of succession on full display as the next generation of royals step into the spotlight. After Prince William, his three kids are next in line to the throne, 
including his youngest four-year-old Prince Louis, who made a splash at this year's Platinum Jubilee celebrations, undeniably stealing the show. Following suit after their uncle Prince Harry and his children is Prince Andrew's family, including daughters Princess Beatrice and Eugenie. The sisters shared a special bond with their grandmother, were seen hand-in-hand -hand Saturday as they observed tributes outside Balmoral Castle. The Queen's passing will also likely mean an expanded role for Beatrice. The 34-year-old is expected to become a counselor of state, a role reserved for the next four adults in line of succession after the monarch, allowing her to carry out duties for King Charles. And we're also getting more glimpses of Prince Edward's family, who follows in the line of succession. Edward, the Queen's youngest, is married to Countess Sophie of Wessex, and the couple share two teenagers. Their kids have largely stayed out of the public eye, but their daughter, Lady Louise Windsor, was seen outside Balmoral with the rest of her family. The 18-year-old reportedly made her way to the estate from St. Andrews University, Kate and William's alma mater, where she's currently in her first year studying English. But the royals are not complete without Princess Anne and her family. The Queen's only daughter is now 16th in line to the throne, with her children Peter Phillips and Zara Tyndall and their little ones following suit. Zara, an equestrian and former Olympian, and her husband rugby player Mike Tyndall are a fixture at royal functions. The two also share a close bond with William and Kate. Zara is a godmother to Prince George, and although the 41-year-old is not a working royal, she's been pictured by the Queen's side ever since she was a little girl. Her grief on full display outside Balmoral this weekend as the rest of the world now joins the royal family as they get ready to say a final goodbye. Now, guys, I hope you were taking notes during that line of succession. We are going to start to see a lot of new faces. The next time, though, we see King Charles and Queen Camilla with other members of the royal family. We don't exactly know who will be this evening at Buckingham Palace when the Queen's coffin returns to one of her favorite houses. I'll send it back to you guys. All right, Molly, thank you so much for us there in London. Interesting to yeah. see. Very interesting yeah. to see. But if you ask us to memorize the line no. of succession, yeah. I don't think so. They'll give you four, maybe. Uh, yes. All right, guys, let's get another check of the weather from Mr. Rowe. The only succession I know is Brian Cox. So that, yeah. <laughs> uh, we're looking at some severe storms today in New, New England. Heavy rain down through Florida. The heat's back on in the plains, and we've got flood watches going on through the southwest with sunshine right along the west coast. That's your latest weather. Don't forget, heading out, just check us out on Sirius XM Channel 108. Savannah. Mm -hmm. All right, Mr. Roker, thank you. Now to the show within the show mm -hmm. at last night's Emmy Awards, of course, the fashion. All right, uh, we're going to break down the evening's most talked about choices in just a second. But first, a check of how some of the A-listers dressed last night. It was a night full of glitz and glamour at the Primetime Emmy Awards. Fabulous fashion from the biggest stars in television, making the gold carpet look more like a catwalk. New takes on classic Hollywood glamour. You know, I've always been inspired by the old Hollywood glamour of the 50s. This is fabulous. What, what, what are you thinking? Sculptural sheets. She's brand new to me as of yesterday, and I, I feel amazing. I'm so grateful to my team who pulled me together. Gowns in every color of the rainbow. I feel like a princess. And eye-catching embellishments stealing the show. I put it on, and I didn't need to try anything else on. I just knew immediately. I feel gorgeous in it. Leading ladies serving some major moments in metallic. I'm obsessed with every single inch and stitch. It's chainmail. It's hot. <laughs> it's metal. Head-turning looks in basic black, 
gorgeous gowns in regal red and dazzling dresses in pretty pink. Ladies and gentlemen wowing in white. I'm wearing Christian Dior. He's a new designer. The bling was blinding. Stacked, you got stacked jewelry. From head, the diamonds must be real. They're gonna be crystals, they must be Swarovski. Don't ask me where they got a whole bag full of them to put in my hair, but God bless the people who have to take it out to toe. Nobody knows that I don't have heels on underneath. And the guys made bold statements with their fashion, too. You know what you're doing, Bowen. 2018, same time. Is this the lucky it's green time? time. It was a dramatic return to the red carpet. When it came to couture, more was more. It's just how it is today, on today. <laughs> on today, that's right. Let's welcome in E! News style host, Zana Roberts Rossi, right there last night. Caught the red eye, you made it in. We're happy to see I you. I always heart-fought it up that carpet for you, you know, ladies in top fashion. Rank it on a scale of one to 10. You've done so many of these I, red I carpets. I it was an eight. It was really wow. good fun. You know what, the Emmys carpet is much more relaxed, so it really ran yeah. the gamut. You have razzle-dazzle to paired back glamour. Wow. So who who are in your top list? Who are some of your faves? I want to start with Hannah Waddingham. We just yes. saw her in the tape that yeah. she looked fantastic. She had this great Dolce and Gabbana dress on. Mm. So this was basically took eight weeks in the works. It's a tulle dress and she was absolutely phenomenal. She balances that line between uh, fairy tale and old school Hollywood. And it was took 250 meters of tulle to create it's this And those sneakers the made sneakers, it. sneakers, weren't they fun? Stop. Well, look, she's five foot 11. She doesn't need the height. No. And she was bouncing up and down from that stage, collecting awards oh. all night. So it was kind of the perfect addition. Let's talk about Amanda Seyfried. Uh, she won her first Emmy, which was which was great news. It was great. She looked gorgeous, she too. She looked gorgeous in Armani yeah. Privé. Yeah. Yeah. So this was a fully mesh crystal gown. Oof, this wow. was off, off the runway. Her stylist, um, Elizabeth Stewart, told me that she'd seen this dress, walk the runway, and literally ran backstage after the show to grab it, to reserve oh, it for this very night. One. It's chain mail with this beautiful wispy tulle at the top. And she just looked absolutely beautiful. In real life, this just glittered. It yeah. was stunning. So pretty. Stunning. How about Zendaya? Oh. She won again. Oh. Oh. And she she's do? ruling the red carpet yeah. as well. She can do no wrong this one. So she wore Valentino couture. She always balances that old school Hollywood with the contemporary. Mm -hmm. She really channeled uh, Grace Kelly in this dress. Mm. 1950s was the reference and then this Bardo-esque hairdo with the headband. I mean, it's like it, it, every headband is just sold out immediately after wow. you see this. You know beautiful. who looked great, too, mm. and, and gave a beautiful, heartfelt speech was Lizzo. <gasps> Weren't you so it. glad that she won? So fun. Oh. I mean, and she came, and she her motto is more is more, more and is more. she Gorgeous. brought it. This is Jean-Baptiste tulle gown. It was custom-made for her, and only Lizzo can twerk in a dress of this size. <laughs> yes, it was did. incredible. Awesome. Okay, so let's talk some trends. White. Yes. We saw a yeah. lot of white yeah, on the yeah. red carpet. Lots of white. Yeah, it was kind of a nice palette cleanser, actually, mm -hmm. compared to all the razzle-dazzle. We saw Kerry Washington looked phenomenal mm -hmm. in this Ellie Saab. She had tights on, which was quite the conversation piece, because it was 107 degrees on that carpet. <laughs> oh, that my gosh. Night. However, she looked awesome in this dress with the high-low hem, the fantastic Louboutin heels, and just it's kind of a fun way of doing white. Then we moved in to um, uh, Selena Gomez, yeah. who looked very demure. Kate Young her style mm -hmm. said we're definitely going in a more elegant uh, version of that with the green emerald earrings. Emerald was a big trend of the yeah. night. And, and Easter then Easter Ray. Ray. Oh, she looks gorgeous. gorgeous. Stunning in the black and white. Oh, Sergio Hudson. We're Zana, gonna talk what, all what did morning. you wear? 
I wore concrete white. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> She's a trend of the night. <laughs> if you want more on Emmy's fashions and winners, be sure to check out today.com. And stick around for Pop Start because there was a big Brady Bunch reunion. We need to talk about that. Tuesday morning, we have a great crowd, and no spoilers, but we have two lucky people out here. We're gonna get a surprise in just a minute. Can I just show you guys, wasn't this the cutest? This is the cutest. She has made Today's Show Bingo. Yes. Okay. okay, and she's trying to get everybody that Who do you she have? You have Kevin Not only does she have everybody that you might recognize, she's got Libby Least, our yeah. executive oh, wow. in charge. She's got Pete Breen. She's got Tom Ellie, Holly Palmieri. You're a diehard. I know. Maz, you've got to come up and sign it. Pete too. Pete Breen's got to come up. get them all out to sign it. There you go. Meantime, also on the plaza, we got Jacob Sobroff. you got to add Jacob to that. Oh, all good. My mother will do it for you. She'll send it back to you. Uh, you guys, you talked a lot already about last night's Emmy Awards, uh, but there was one moment that we haven't touched on just quite yet. We're going to get to that in Pop Start in just a little bit. All right. And coming up, one of our faves, Mr. Harry Smith, here to share his remarkable conversation with network TV legend Mr. Dick Ebersole. Mm. Also, Chef Kevin Curry. Chef Curry's here. He's going to help us dine on a dime. Mm. He's got a twist on a, a takeout favorite that you can make cheaper and healthier at home. So we'll catch up with the chef in just a few minutes. And then after that, on the third hour of today, we're going to reveal some of Consumer Reports' top-rated products to make your life easier, including an air fryer that can work wonders on those leftovers. Oh, All right. Okay. Yeah. This is good. Guys, I hope you'll come back tomorrow. We've got a special back-to-school series. This time, Morgan Radford's going to introduce us to a network of schools in Tennessee taking a really unique approach to education, and it is helping students thrive. That's just a little teaser. Okay. I like that. All right. But we do have an update right now, guys, on our fantasy football league. Oh. What happened? Jacob, you are our impartial observer. Say, Why don't you lead here. this off? Okay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, okay. let's check this out. Out. Okay. Uh, after the opening weekend of games, Dylan's team claimed victory over Savannah. You were busy. You were busy. Oh, oh, sorry. No. Yeah, she, she was out of town. No. Okay. It happens. Al's weather wizards triumphed no! over Hoda. Oh, hey, well, here's the deal. I had known nothing about this. One of our, our great crack uh, producers at NBC News, Sean Reese, actually did all my. He did picks your pick. Wow. <laughs> all right. That's a DQ then. Disqualified. Uh, Craig, uh, big day from you, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Your team took down Jenna. And Car oh, go ahead. Thank you. No, thank goodness for Patrick Mahomes. He yeah. threw yeah. five touchdowns. Yeah, I mean, that's great. Congratulations to you. And Carson squeaked, uh, squeaked by Chanel's team by just 15 points. Okay. So here's the standings after one week. Dylan at the top uh, since her team scored the most points. Uh, but you guys, you all still have a chance. Okay. All, all right. right. Really? Okay. All right. All right. Absolutely. <laughs> Hey, Al, you got to check of the weather? I have no idea what this is. Yeah, none of us have. Me neither, actually. Craig, no what do you get this? But, well, I do, but you guys get fantasy football. Not really. Okay. Good. We'll, yeah. we'll debrief in but the But we're going to learn. Yes, yeah. together. There you go. Well, let's let's look at some fantasy weather, if you will. Uh, we got some severe storms in northern New England. Heavy rain down through Florida. The heat is back in the plains. We're looking at flood watches through the southwest and the Rockies. Sunshine along the coast. Tomorrow, more flooding in the northern Rockies. Beautiful day here in the east. Some storms down through southern Florida will continue. Sunshine from the Gulf up into the Great Lakes. And that is your latest weather. All right, we got a little surprise. Okay. Somebody in this crowd is about to get something. Oh. What? All right, oh. let me find out where are... 
Stephanie and Roxanne. Wait, what? <laughs> Stephanie and Roxanne, you guys have been best friends since? 40 years. Wow. Fifth grade. You, who was your fifth grade teacher? Oh my gosh. We went to a Catholic school. I don't remember. We had lots of teachers. <laughs> All right, so you are celebrating Roxanne's birthday. Yes, early 50th birthday. Early 50th she loves birthday. All right, so we thought you guys should celebrate. So we have a little something that we would like to give you to celebrate your 50th birthday. Are you ready? Yes. Do you like the Red Hot Chili Peppers? Yes, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers. You do? Okay, well, guess what? You all are going to the Apollo Theater to listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers in honor of your 50th Two tickets right here. We hope you guys enjoy. Thank you all for coming. Happy birthday. Enjoy, enjoy, y'all. You never know when you're going to oh win gosh. something. Wow. You never know. By the way, how cool are you guys like the, oh, I'm not taking them. She's like, don't take my tickets. Oh, no. And what's nice, the rest of the crowd is applauding. Yeah. All right. And by the way, everybody can listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers because they're going to be performing live on SiriusXM channel 105 or anytime on the SiriusXM app. So congratulations. Oh, man, congrats. Have fun, fun you guys. Uh, coming up next, get ready to be blown away on Popstar. But first, this is today on NBC. Eight thirty-eight. We've added Dylan to the mix. Good Jacob's morning. covering for Carson. What time is it, Mr. Roker? Best time of the morning. The best time of the morning, morning. ladies and gentlemen. Hey. Your pop star. Here we go. First up, the Brady Bunch. The Emmys made for a very Brady reunion last night. The actors who played Brady siblings Greg, Bobby, Cindy, Peter, and Jan too in the iconic 1970s sitcom hit the red carpet together. And Emmy host Keenan Thompson had a fun surprise for fans of the show during the opening number. He celebrated some of television's most famous theme songs and put a fun spin on the Brady Bunch theme. Welcome, the original <laughs> cast of the Brady Bunch! <laughs> I love it. Taking you wow. to the club oh, this yeah, morning. Right? Oh, uh, just need Marsha, and then you'd have the full... Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. And finally, our special guest for Popstart. It is a very exciting day for the one and only Dylan Dreyer. Her new book, Misty the Cloud, Yay! Friends Through Rain or Shine, is out. <laughs> uh, by the way, the second in a series, the first one, a New York Times bestseller. Well, thank you. Tell us more. Yeah, uh, you know, the first book, when it came out, Rusty was born right before it released. Yeah. So I wasn't able to do, you know, all this in person. It was yeah. all on Zoom. Uh, but now, you know, more than ever, with three kids at home, uh, the concepts of compromise and mm -hmm. sharing and kindness, more important than ever. And, you know, since the story takes place up in the sky and this imaginary world in the clouds, uh, when you have Misty and her cloud friends and Ray and her sunbeam friends learning about compromise, beautiful things happen. I mean, what happens when it rains and it's sunny at the same time? your concept from the second you told me about it because I think it's so fitting for little kids like yes. their moods they are like weather yes. systems that yes. blow in and blow out it's and this is such they, a good way to put it. It's funny how it parallels the weather you know yeah. the emotions and it, it kind of puts a, a face to it and it also of course you know because I love explaining science to kids in a way they can understand the back of the book is all about weather and rainbows in this sense and how they're created well, you could do some experiments. Can I do it? Go we've ahead. Been we've been waiting for this book because we've worn out your other one <laughs> <laughs> Like, when is the next one? Today is the day. Today is the day. So a rainbow is a full circle. It's a spoiler from the book, but a yes, rainbow is a full circle. Know? I did a little yeah, reading. Wait, a rainbow yeah. actually makes a full circle, but the horizon cuts it in half. 
Well, I just we wanted to. Yeah, I, know that. I just See? noticed that you dedicated this to Calvin. So guess what? Two more books. <laughs> I know. Calvin was my co-editor on this oh, whole thing. Um, if he didn't like it, it didn't make it in the book. Wow. So. Right. Awesome. Great We're going to have much Thank more on the book coming up in the third hour. Thank you so much. As well. When we come back here, though, Harry Smith's conversation with the broadcasting legend behind nearly a half century of unforgettable live TV moments. Dick Eversall. But first, this is today on NBC. Join Hoda Kotb for a brand new season of her podcast, Making Space. For season five, I am making space to talk to people who are providing a sense of hope and inspiration when life changes course. Uplifting conversations with inspiring individuals like NFL legend Drew Brees, singer-songwriter Ziggy Marley, and today's show co-anchor Savannah Guthrie as you have never heard her before. I found faith more viscerally, not because the bad thing didn't happen, but because it did. I promise you, like me, will leave these conversations with some wisdom for your own journey, empowered and inspired to make space in your own life. New episodes of Making Space with Hoda Kotb are released every Wednesday. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, parents, homeschoolers, and teachers. Trusty narrator here from the Who Smarted podcast. Our 15-minute episodes are perfect for car rides, bedtime, break time, class time, or any time. We make learning science and history fun and funny for 7 to 11-year-olds with new episodes every week. Look for Who Smarted on any podcast platform or at whosmarted.com. And teachers get a free subscription to our ad-free version by clicking educators at whosmarted.com. We're back 844 with the man behind some of the biggest deals in TV history. Yes, the legendary Dick Ebersol, an integral part of this network for more than four decades, has a new book out. It's called From Saturday Night to Sunday Night, My 40 hmm. Years of Laughter, Tears, and Touchdowns in TV. And Harry Smith got to catch up mm. with him. Harry, that's a legendary mm -hmm. name around these parts. Yeah, and you saw the Emmy there. He yeah. has a room in Connecticut <laughs> that is filled with those things. Think about this. Brought the number one show in television to NBC, mm -hmm. Sunday Night Football, the number one show for over a decade. He made NBC the Olympic Network. Mm -hmm. He made the NBA must-see TV. Yeah. He and Lorne Michaels brought Saturday Night Live to television wow. in 1975. Wow. And there's more. 1965, Le Mans, France, an American foreign exchange student, is there not to watch the race, but to get a job at ABC Sports. They were covering the race, and I found him and got hired as a gopher. Go for coffee, go for ice cream, go for cigarettes. Soon he'd become an assistant to a broadcast legend, Rune Arledge, who ran ABC Sports and eventually News, too. It's just stunning how he drilled into all of us. Tell a story, tell a story, tell a story. And that existed in everything I ever did, with the exception of Saturday Night Live, where it was, do something funny, do something funny. <laughs> For years, NBC happily reran episodes of Johnny Carson's Tonight Show on Saturdays. Carson said stop. He had told the network he didn't want them there anymore because he wanted them to air during the week. NBC hired Ebersole to find a way to fill the void. One of his first steps, hire Lorne Michaels. He's smart as hell and he's charming and he's really talented. We're off to the races. The show goes on for several years. Lorne says, I don't want to do it anymore. Mm -hmm. Someone else takes over, the mm -hmm. show tanks, mm -hmm. 
NBC calls you and says, please save the show. So I had a rule that you had to have three Eddie sketches of the three of the best in the first half hour of the show. When Eddie Murphy leaves SNL, Ebersole turns to a comedian who was turned down for a role in the original cast. How important was Billy Crystal then to the continued success? He saved Saturday Night Live. He saved. He did. Yet, with all that success came hubris, writes Ebersole, who decided he could, in his words, quote, fix the Today Show. I should have left it all alone. <laughs> but I got it in my head that I could make the show younger. When Ebersole brought Deborah Norville to the Today Show, anchor Jane Pauley ended up moving to prime time. For the Today Show, a television debacle. What was your lesson? What was your takeaway from that? Slow down, big fella. But Ebersole was on a fast track. I wanted the NBA more than life itself. I thought they were on a trajectory that would take them to the moon and beyond. He was right. NBC made the NBA must-see TV. Jordan, Magic, Bird, Shaq, Showtime. And for as long as many of us can remember, because of Ebersol, NBC has been the Olympic network. Did Enberg or Costas know that Ali was going to light the torch? Absolutely not. President Clinton told me later that night, he said, I don't think there's been a hush that loud in the history of our republic. Were that not enough, perhaps Ebersol's biggest accomplishment, bringing NFL games to Sunday night. Sunday Night Football, as we sit here today, has been the number one show in all of American television now for a dozen years. Ebersole met Emmy-winning actress Susan St. James when she hosted SNL. They were soon married. Already the mother of two children, together they had three sons. In late November 2004, a small jet with Dick and sons Charlie and Teddy on board crashed in Colorado. 14-year-old Teddy died that day. He was a fabulous kid, and, you know, we all loved him. Were there days where you just said, why us? Not so much why us as, as that Teddy got robbed. Exactly. He loved his life. Every day, Dick goes for a long walk. He stops at Teddy's gravesite. And I have a conversation with Teddy. Gives uh, him the ball score. There are no answers coming back. Tell him how his Red Sox are doing or how his sister and brothers are doing and uh, I just get a a sense of some kind of fellowship with at least his memory. You look like you're okay. We are. We are. We are okay. More than okay, we reckon. I do not like green eggs and ham. Sustained and delighted, he says, by his seven grandchildren with the love of his life by his side. Man. Wow. And not resting on his laurels. Uh, you know, Tiger Woods is starting this whole new golf mm -hmm. thing, you know, with mm -hmm. Rory McIlroy. You know, who his partner is. Exactly. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. involved. So it's and good. he was yeah. in, inducted into the uh, Basketball Hall of Fame over the weekend. Charles Barkley introduces him and says, I credit you, Dick Ebersole, with my career in TV. Oh. You were the first guy who came to me and said, I think you can do this. I think you have a future. He has an eye for talent, yeah. Dick Ebersole. Right. Didn't he?
What a legend. And a million stories. I'm glad he uh -huh. put that in a book. Yeah, we Gary. go on and on. Yeah. Can't wait to read it. Thank yeah. you, You're Gary. the perfect person to help tell Indeed. it to, Gary. Thank you. And again, if you want to check it out, Dick Ebersol's book from Saturday night to Sunday night is out now. Mm. When we come back, Chef Kevin Curry has a recipe for a beef and broccoli dish that's healthier than the takeout version, and it's budget-friendly, too. But first, this is today on NBC. We're back with our Today Table series sponsored by Walmart. Joining us this morning, Kevin Curry, chef, author, fit man, cook. He's here to share a delicious dinner idea that won't break the budget. So all you have to do is scan that QR code to order the ingredients. You can do it with just one click. Simply select add ingredients to cart and schedule a pickup or delivery. My kids love this dish. Really? Yes. yes. Beef and broccoli. I mean, takeout is always a crowd favorite. So this is a no sugar added beef and broccoli dish. So here is some lean flank steak. If okay. you are a part of the plant-based crew, then just use some mushrooms okay. or some chicken. So what we're going to do first is just sprinkle in a little bit of this cornstarch. All right. And this is going to help it to get really nice and crispy, but it's also going to help the sauce to adhese to the beef. All right. All right. You're going to mix that together for us? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right. And so once you mix it up, you're going to get your wok super, like, piping hot and then add in the beef. Now, this is the most Any important oil part. Any oil um, You know, I, I like to use a little bit of avocado oil, okay. but vegetable oil is great, too. All right. So you're going to get this nice and hot. And then once you will know it's ready to flip once it easily comes off ah, of pro tip. the pan. Yes. Okay. That is the pro tip. Now, we're going to move over here um, and you're going to cut up some bell pepper and some um, broccoli. So, chop off the top, uh -huh. the bottom, and then side, and then just roll your knife on the inside oh, of it, just like that. Isn't that cool? And look, it just comes right out so easily. And then just easily chop this into chunks, okay. and everything can be really nice and uniform. And that's going to go in your scallion. Yes, yes we're going to add in some broccoli and then the bell pepper. Just imagine that's what we have right here. Okay. okay let me just chop off the top of it for us. There we go. Chop off the broccoli. And then add this to there. Now, inside here, we have a little bit of garlic and also some green onion. This is the... Garlic and green onion. Yes. Got it. This is the aroma part. How long now, is that going to cook, This chef? is going to cook for about two to three minutes. Now, for the broth. We have chicken broth uh -huh. here. You can use some beef broth if you want. A little bit of low-sodium soy. Low-sodium. Now, this corn is... cornstarch. Correct. This is why... Here's a cornstarch. And to replace, you know, the sugar, we are using ginger. Ginger's got a really nice peppery Ooh. and spicy flavor. Okay. You won't miss it. Mix this together. We're going to add the beef back it to our wok here. Okay. Boom. And then... The sauce goes in as well? The sauce goes in. It's going to get really nice and slushy in here. Let's get down to the okay. tasting area because you're garnishing... Boom. What are you garnishing that with? This is some sesame seeds. And you can toast these. You can also use some black ones if you're, if you're fancy. Mm. What's the verdict, folks? Yeah. Delish. Okay. A lot of good. Yeah. Really good. Mm -hmm. and, it's, right. and again, to your point, cheaper and healthier. It's cheaper. This meal comes out to less than $5 per meal. Wow. For Ooh, four go. servings. That's great. Chef, thank you. Thank you. Thanks, Chef. <laughs> Made dinner for the Melvin House tonight. <laughs> Chef's going to come back for more ideas in the third hour. And again, you can buy all the ingredients, recipe, sponsor Walmart, scan the QR code bottom of the screen there. Just so you know, today earns a commission from purchases made through its links on today.com. We're back in a moment. Yes. 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 Nice work, Chef. Yes. Yes. Right there. Good.